Well, I don't want this. This is Bud Light Seltzer. That's lemon lime. No. Can I have a real beer? Jesus Christ, woman. Salutations and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where one of us gets drunk and the rest of us are responsible. Do not drink and do not condone the use of drugs, alcohol, or anything that would alter your mind. My God, um, what is wrong with lie. you, sir? Dude, stop. That's a lie. I, I would be but, drinking, but, but, but I have to go to work. This is Sunday. Is, is, is this not my church podcast? Am I in the wrong room? Ah, darn it. Yeah, yeah, dude, you're in the wrong room. That's <laughs> but, that's two podcasts down to the right. Then you have to go down the stairs, past the furnace, and into the fiery blaze. Ah, I was wondering why it was so dang cold in here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard him. Uh, we have Zyberblood joining us today. How are you doing, Zyber? I'm doing great. I mean considering some things going on in the world today i'm doing pretty good yeah the world's a little crazy but uh there's sane people there's rational people speaking of rational people co how are you doing sir i'm doing amazing right now yeah good glad to hear it and uh well ladies and gentlemen this is a sunday recording uh but you don't know that because it still comes out on tuesday but uh we are here. Uh, hopefully comes out on Tuesday. Well, I mean, if the servers go down, then sure. But, you know, it's not like we have to go into work to turn this in or squeeze ourselves around some giant pink elephant in the room. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is a DNA podcast. And unfortunately, two of your hosts are not drinking. One of them, for reasons I will get to, one I to what I'm partaking of, but uh, for the one person who is holding true and carries the flag forward to honor this podcast and all that it stands for in its infinite glory, Co, what are you partaking in tonight, sir? Uh, I'm partaking in some dragon's milk, and it's it oh, nice. delicious. Is that just the regular old dragon's milk? Nothing reserved? It yeah, it's the bourbon barrel aged stout. Dragon's Milk, the original. I had that last night. It's so good. I don't know if I'll ever oh, stop yeah. drinking it. Oh, yeah, it is really good. Uh, the one that I had was aged since um, I saw Cecil over the holidays, and he gave me, excuse me, he gave me a bottle, and I haven't touched it because, well, I, I haven't really felt like drinking it. So I did that last night, and it was really good. Once uh, the air hit it, in the snifter it was really sweet and then it had sort of a chocolatey earthy finish i really enjoyed it i don't know why uh people are so against it i mean it didn't give me mud butt yeah i, I don't understand those claims either i think they might have had something else going on with them <laughs> taco bell maybe i don't know 
It doesn't bother me either. I've had that, and I've had the uh, Dragon's Milk. I want to say white? Yep, I had yep. the white. It's uh, more caramely. It's lighter. But honestly, the, the regular one to me is fine. But as we've talked on this show before, the more you drink something, the more you're inclined to just be you know, tolerant to stuff like, I don't know, maybe it's Cecil's wording... Maybe it's better IPAs, but the IPAs are starting to grow on me. I didn't think that happened, but it did. That just took a little more experience and some better ones. but uh, And a whole lot of peer pressure. Yes, yes, peer pressure, everyone. Uh, peer pressure, they're doing it. Why aren't you? Uh, Zyber, since you're obviously not drinking either. So some would say. What are you partaking in tonight? Well, I am partaking of a uh, gingery substance, and um, I don't—I I really don't think anyone at work really listens to this. But yeah, I, I put a few drops of gin in it, but it is a gingery substance. A gingery substance. Okay. So yes. how does how does this concoction of yours taste? Oh, absolutely fabulous. Uh, if you like uh, things on the lines of um, Moscow Mules, you'll like it. I've had a good Moscow Mule. But then again, I had a good number of drinks beforehand, so maybe that's why the Moscow Mule was so good. Uh, gin, is some of you may know, is not my favorite. It burns like oh, the Dickens. Oh my goodness. Uh, you got to try this gin. Um, when I come down for your wedding, I will make sure I have a bottle of Tomcat gin. <laughs> All right. I won't say no. I'm sure I'll be shit-faced by then, but well, I won't say no. No, no, no. The second I see you that Friday uh, before your wedding, because I, I really hope I do get to see you before the wedding, because I'm not flying down to Florida after work and being up for over 24 hours and not seeing Blue Shark for the first time. I, I will be sure to fit you into my hopefully less hectic day. Well, I don't know. I've heard horror stories from people, but I'm hopefully it's just because they're, they're anal. I'm trying to take it on the, the side of, eh, shit goes wrong. I and my fiance are the only ones going to know. Eh, the rest of them aren't going to know, and they're going to have a good time. But uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to having you there and and others, it's going to be a good time. But uh, let's get back on what I'm drinking this evening. It's uh... sorry, coughing. I'm drinking the. Uh... You're drinking a Pokemon. <laughs> That's a dad joke right there. No. <laughs> I'm I'm drinking uh, Greenwise lemon flavored sparkling water from uh, Publix. Uh, it's organic, it's natural, it's, it's according to the can. Um, take that as you will, but uh, it's just carbonated water with a little lemon flavor into it. Uh, I, I've Over the years, I've stopped drinking a lot of things like uh, juice, milk, sodas, sweet tea, and now I just kind of have water, water with lemon, and thanks to one of my old roommates and good buddy of mine, sparkling water uh, with lemon or with lime. Uh, 
It's good stuff. Or with a ton of vodka. Yeah. It's good with alcohol. It's good with other things. I think it's good as is, but then again, it, I had to let it grow on me. It, some people say it has a diet taste to it, but it has no sugars in it. Sorry. Yes, no. No sugar or no added sugar. There you go. Bonus. Uh, it's just carbonated water, organic, natural flavor. End of the ingredients. All right. Here's what you do. You go to a liquor store, buy some schnapps that you like, and start adding schnapps to it and make spritzers. There you go. Uh, I'm not drinking alcohol right now. And for those of you who may not have listened to the last podcast or the last two, last podcast. I don't know. I'm losing track of time at this point. Uh, Side effect, maybe. I'll make a note of that. Want to see what the hell 30 days of no alcohol is going to do for me. So far, minus forgetfulness in that sense. Uh doing pretty good i'm like you know there's been days where like man i just i want a beer and it's just like nope can't do that went out with my sister her friend and my fiance uh not last friday but the friday before uh she was coming into town and visiting on her way down to her new place uh she's back in florida woot woot and uh you know, they wanted to go out, so we went to this bar and had all these rums. Saw Sweeney Todd up there. Didn't see Pirate. Um, didn't don't think I saw Methuselah, but uh, they had quite the selection. And I said no to every offer of trying something. I was like, nope, not gonna do it. So I'm holding strong. Went out with some buddies last weekend while I was down south for a conference. Still saying no. Um, but yeah. Than do you mean do you mean by down south more southern Florida because you're already down south? Actually, where I was, <laughs> Orlando, wouldn't really consider that Florida. It is a melting pot of a whole bunch of people. It is a tourist magnet. There's not really much in the way of southerners. Like you go up north to uh, Gainesville, you start hitting redneck accents. You go to Tallahassee, you hit less. Jacksonville, you hit a mix. Um, but it's like the beach coasts in certain places that just have a lot of the retirees. And you just, you lose Florida, you lose redneck. You lose that, how y'all doing today kind of accent. And you get out of people. Um, but yeah, it's it's not really Florida by some standards. But anyway, I'm rambling on about things. Uh, let's get into our state of games. Uh, Zyber, what is your... I'm sorry. I keep forgetting to do this, ladies and gentlemen. State of games is where we pontificate about games. We talk about our gaming experiences in general right now, what we're playing, how we like it, changes that we're seeing in the gaming world. So, uh, Zyber, what's your state of games? Well, my state of games has been quite eclectic and jam-packed lately. Uh, I played Absolution, which I remember why I stopped playing it, because it kind of sucks. I played some Bad North, which is pretty fun. It's like island defense kind of thing. And you're racing to beat the Vikings to uh, the shores of England. Um even if I cheat at the game, I still lose 
because the Vikings, for some reason, always beat me. My path is probably too long, I guess, because I try to get more banners under me to defend the islands. Um, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm still one Pokemon away from the 400 for the gala, and that is Surfetched. I can't seem to get in a fight to get the three critical hits. Uh, that's something that I need you for, Blue, because we have to battle each other. Um, awesome. Yeah, you have a Surfet. You have a Farfetched, right? I want to say. <coughs> Sorry, I want to say yes. I can't remember if it's just the regular one or if it's like the. That's that's what I I'm I'm saying like link. uh. Yeah, but if you have a far-fetched, great, because we could do a battle thing where we uh, battle each other and get those crits and evolve each other's uh, far-fetched and the sir-fetched. Um, this this uh, seems like a far-fetched idea, idea right It, it is. Um, I, I see you're going to be playing with coughing, though. Yes, I, I, I probably will forget to bring him and just bring the... the, the <coughs> and the there he is. And out there. Ugh. Uh, coughing and wheezing. Nice team. Nice team. Mm-hmm. Um, team Rocket. Yep. Uh, I've been playing a few other Pokemon games to get those in order to transfer my libraries, um, which also requires me getting a few of my Game Boys back up to spec. Uh, Christ, I've been all over the place. I've been working on uh, my D&D campaign that I'm going to be getting out uh, sometime in the near future, maybe in the next two or three months. Um, I've been painting a lot of miniatures, which that's something we're going to be talking about a little later tonight. But yeah, I, I'm all over the place. I've been playing a lot of stuff. I can't, like, you know, hog all the time. So uh, I'm going to pass this off to Yuko. Well, I've mainly been playing Black Desert Online uh, as of recently. I think in the past month I've really been focusing on that, getting my character up to level 62, and finally achieved that. Uh, starting to take a little bit of a break from the grinding that I've been doing in that game and picked up uh, Apex Legends, uh, did a little bit of Smite, a little, little action-based MOBA. It's, it's pretty fun, a little chill, casual game. And uh, I think the most recent one, uh, two nights ago, I was playing The Division 2. That was pretty fun. Uh, it's, it's kind of... It's pretty close to the original uh, in terms of gameplay. Uh, I would have liked to have seen... I would have liked to have seen more systems or features added to the game. Right now it's just kind of like a loot and shoot them. And I don't really know how they would uh, you know, improve those systems to kind of give a little more variety to the game. But it's, it's nice. That was indeed a good time. Um, I think it was you and Shadow and I for most of that night. Cecil was in there for a little while. Um, I had to bounce for a bit and then came back. But yeah, it's uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I kind of missed the, what do you call them? signatures that they had in there. Yeah. But uh, now they've got signature weapons that you get once you hit 30. And you can level up. <clears throat> you can level up those, and I have been loving the shit out of the sniper rifle, and then I've been also been enjoying the grenade launcher. 
on console. I didn't tell you all yet, but I got a P90. Well, it looks like a P90 to me. It's equivalent. <laughs> I don't know if the exact gun is called in-game. But I got a gold one of it, and I've been rocking that. And it does a lot of damage. Yeah, those submachine guns have always been pretty powerful, in my opinion. You you want to blow through someone's shield up close. They're great. I'm a ranged guy, um, so I've always loved hanging back and just picking people off. Yeah, that's my second gun of choice is a semi-automatic sniper rifle, I think. I don't remember what rifle it is uh, off the top of my head, but uh, it's nice high damage. I think I hit for like 70k on it's average. Uh, so, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, so, my state of games is like Ko's coming to an end. Uh, played The Division. Uh, I've been working on that on PC. Uh, up to level 20-something. I have the booster. I can jump to 30, but I don't know. I just It's more fun to do it this way, I guess. That and I mentioned something about losing certain missions and levels that you'll not be able to do. So I don't want that to happen. So I've been doing that. did I? No. I've played a lot of mobile games. Uh, some word puzzle game. I've been playing the crap out of that. Uh, played some Pokemon Go. Uh, and then I got into uh, Final Fantasy this evening. before this. Well, this afternoon before the show started. I was playing this one where it's... Uh, I think it's called Terra World. T-E-R-R-A. Um... You get thrown into it with the character from the game called... Her name's Sarah. Uh, it's Noctis. You're just, like, going through the world in Final Fantasy XV, and you come across this noise, and it's... Hush, for the life of me. I can't remember the name of the darn creatures, but these little creatures, and you meet them, and they're talking about the eroder. It's destroying this world that they've been creating. Moogles? No, they're not Moogles. They're white, and they've got <coughs> gummy. Moogles are white. No, but they, they don't look like a Moogle because they're just mostly white, black eyes, and they have something in, I think, Japanese written down their chest. Um, and they're very tiny, and they talk in some different language. Um, Sarah can apparently understand them. But uh, they're part of some different world. They're not in the Final Fantasy XV world. It's one of these weird crossovers that they're doing between Final Fantasy XV and this game, Terra World. I guess promoting that game. So I played that. Uh, I'm still trying to get my Hunter rank up in that game because I'm thoroughly convinced now at level 99, or sorry, 90, uh, they are not going to go down my party when it comes to fighting unless I get someone like that this giant earth tortoise because I really want to summon the damn titan like I've realized that I have summoned everyone possible except for him and I really want to summon him but to do it everyone has to go down and I have to be almost critical or critical and I never did it my first time going through the game. So my second time going through the game, I'm like, probably not going to be able to do this unless I face someone very powerful that can annihilate my team. 
And I think they've made some change with the magic. It used to be something you could wear, a band that would protect you from friendly fire with magic. I took all that stuff off and threw a quad cast spell at my team and an enemy. And it didn't do squat to my enemy, except they were like, ah, oh, oh, I'm on fire, or, oh, I'm cold, or, you know, whatever. But it didn't really take away, you know, health points. So, I gotta find some strong enemy to knock them down, and hopefully I can summon the Titan, finally, for the first time ever in Final Fantasy XV. But, and that's my state of games. And, uh, yeah, Zyber, those definitely are not them. They look more like gummy bears, almost. Uh, I don't know what the best okay, way to describe, fair enough. describe them, but I know it's not them. Um, <clears throat> so I want to talk with you, Jensel, real quick about this. Uh, this goes a little away from games, nerds, and alcohol, but well, eh, nerdy health. There you go, called it. Uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, so the coronavirus. People are f- freaking out. Some of them are like, eh. And uh, I'm kind of like, you know, need to pay attention, don't touch my face, wash my hands, you know, after touching, like, surfaces and such. But, um, you know, uh, it's not really a concern. My main concern is what people are doing with grocery stores right now. My God. Yeah, I shared a picture yesterday. It's sickening. Yeah, uh, so, we went to several stores in the area, and the shelves were bare. Yeah, so I'm hearing that. Co, are you coming across similar situations? Oh yeah, I've gone to Publix, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and the only place they had toilet paper was CVS, and they were in singles, not uh, not like packs or anything. So I just bought a few of those, and I'm like, okay, well, I actually needed toilet paper. I'm not buying up the stock up. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, I'm like down to my last roll. I need more. And everyone is there panic buying all of it. Yep. So I've been hearing like people are just doing it because they're seeing other people doing it. And then like last night, my mother mentioned that people are buying all this crap because they just said it on the news. Prepare for a two week isolation. So go to the store and buy everything to last you for two weeks, which is freaking mind boggling. But, oh, see, what day was that? That was Friday? Yeah, Friday. Went to the grocery store. Eggs, bread. They were kind of starting to thin out. Yeah, toilet paper's been gone for a while. Uh, Hand sanitizer's been gone (coughs) for a while. And then there's also the, uh, you know, the, the disinfecting wipes, like... For the kitchen counters or baby wipes, that stuff has been gone. Uh, they already have signs up that are saying, you know, limit to per customer. Um, but today I went there to pick up some meds and a couple things. Produce, they still have produce. Selections, choices, not as broad. Yeah, it's very <clears throat> slim pickings in produce. Same thing with the meats. No eggs. They have milk, they have cheese. Bread is pretty much gone there were probably on my i could probably count like 20 different loaves maybe not of the same thing but like very slim they still have chips didn't i forgot to check for rice but they still have medicines 
for the most part. They're probably still out of alcohol when it comes to rubbing alcohol disinfectant. Um, I heard people are making their own hand sanitizer now. Uh, that's probably why they're running out of the alcohol. But it's it's crazy that, that people are doing this crap. Like, I don't remember them saying that. Maybe they have said it. But it's like it'll throw people into a panic. And now they're closing the store at 8 o'clock instead of 10 to clean and disinfect. Good on them. To restock is usually what they do. Whether or not they'll have enough to restock, don't know. We'll find out. But it hasn't been long lines. Uh, I got a friend. Her sister lives in Virginia. And there's long lines and the commissary. There was no toilet paper in Aldi. There was no food in Aldi. They were pretty much out of crap at the grocery store. She went to Food Lion, found what she needed, toilet paper and, and a few things. People have been telling me go to Winn-Dixie because not a lot of people go there. And, <laughs> crazy thing if you haven't thought of this, going to the Oriental Market. Because we have a bunch of those here, in, uh, that I've at least in the cities that I've lived in Florida. There are places called the Oriental Market. It might be a chain or it just might be people using the same name. But uh, a lot of people aren't going there because there have been people who have been shunning Chinese restaurants, shunning hibachi grills, sushi places, Chinatown. And it's like, oh, won't even let someone who's Oriental get into a cab with me. It's crazy that people have been doing that crap because this was before it even came over here. And But now, saving grace, you got an Oriental market near you. It might be a good idea to go check it out. Might have what you need. And for the love of all that's good, people, be kind, be courteous, try not to freak out, take precautions. You know, this is something serious, but at the same time, this isn't something where you need to be stealing things from medical facilities, stealing supplies that need to be going to medical facilities, fighting over toilet paper. For Christ's sake, grab Roll paper towels if you really need to wipe your butt. If you don't have anything, go outside. Uh, those are all gone too, though. <laughs> <laughs> Some places they are. I mean, go. You can go hop in the shower. You can buy a bidet if you need it. There's leaves on the ground, maybe where you live. But it's like the the civility. Dude, I'd like to see you try and wipe your ass with a palm frond. I mean, it's a little big. I'd go for one of those like red maples or sweet gum leaves. You know, something with a little more size to it, but not like something that's just, you know, like a comedy prop, for Christ's sake. Because that's what that would be, wiping my butt with the palm frond. But, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy, and, oh, this kind of ties into uh, an article that uh, Mr. Cecil Xavier shared with the group. So, NVIDIA's calling on PC... Oh, gosh, darn it, I... Ad blocker turn off. I hate when they do this. We just spoke about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. it it's revenue. It keeps a site going. I mean, we don't make enough money to keep our site going. Um, so NVIDIA is calling on PC gaming owners to put their systems to work to fight COVID-19. So if you got a gaming PC, you can lend your graphical power to fighting the COVID-19 outbreak. There's not a thing I ever thought I'd write, but it turns out, okay, so this is interesting. So they're, they want to download an application and putting their spare clock cycles toward advancing human scientific knowledge of the virus. 
program links computers into an international network that uses described processing power to chew through massive computing tasks. Okay. So it's basically like sharing whatever you've got extra so that they could fight to calculate how they are going to create a cure or how they're going to overcome COVID-19. What do you all all think about Um, that? For myself, I wouldn't do it. Only because, well, I think it's some kind of mining scheme. That's what it feels like to me. Well, it is a it is a mining scheme, so to say. It, it's using folding, which is typically what mining does in, in a lot of the applications. They're doing folding for proteins for scientific research to begin with. So this is just them asking you to do it for free, I guess, in this sense, to kind of help combat and find a cure. I'm sorry, but my pro- process time is valuable so uh, and limited, mind you. So if you want my, my computer to do any processing, I need to get some lucrative. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. I, I, would, I would say second that. You know, it, it's going to take, I think, what, one or two years before they actually find a cure for the disease. You know, how much, how much more do you think this is going to speed up the process to, to find a, a solution? It's... It's playing towards people's fears, panics, or the I can do good to help save this world in this time of crisis. Yeah. And, I mean, I get it. I understand it's, you know, if you're altruistic and you're trusting of this computer program to not cause any security leaks, that's my always my main concern is, you know, leaking security. You know, like, it's my system. There's a reason why my system's behind a firewall. There's a reason why I use almost all 64 bits when it comes to my password, if I can, um, if I'm the one in charge of the router, uh, because it allows you to protect certain things, banking information, taxes, personal private information, you know, that you just, it's my private life, and I don't want people getting into it. Wow, I only use four of the 64. Well, I mean, it's everyone's choice. So I'm I'm curious as to why they're asking for gamers to sit there and do this. You know, when when I know there are supercomputers that many countries have built a year over end, a you know, year over year that can perform better than the vast majority of computers out in the consumer market, or I guess the consumer audience, that uh, that will perform better than all of them. So why don't we right? Take what about that? what about uh, placating to all these crypto miners? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, like those crypto miners are going to are going to give away their time when they could be making money. It's uh, gamer gamer games radar. Um a reasonably trusted site in my opinion. Uh honestly, I would originally tack this up to being some sort of scheme for someone to take advantage. I mean, there's scams are all over the place right now for COVID-19. But um, my guess is that they're trying to multiply numbers rather than pull from a single source. So they're trying to take you, Co, or me, or Zyber, and take 5% and multiply that by hundreds of thousands. I mean, the gaming community is a big place, and we've proven to be very helpful, you know, when it comes to, like, saving the kids and stuff. Like, they're... Well, well, extra life is one thing, but this, I'm sorry, my my, uh, hentai games take up a lot of processing. (laughs) 
Well, I just I just think that I know Nvidia themselves have have had firsthand experience in building uh, supercomputers that could easily stomp the collective uh, computing power of the high end computers that computer uh, consumers have. So I'm I'm just curious as to if they've reallocated the time uh, on these machines instead of for scientific use, use it for medical use in this in this kind of instance. Yeah, that would be interesting to see what they're doing. They do say join us in their tweet. Join us and our friends at official PCMR in supporting the folding at home but and donating unused GPU computing power to fight against COVID-19. So they are asking you to join them. So I by saying that means to me that they're already helping. Well, it's definitely possible, yeah. So it's a Reddit post, and yeah, they're donating some of theirs. Cancer and Parkinson's, illnesses of the like. Yeah. So, if you're interested in that, uh, just look up NVIDIA and um, uh, at Folding at Home. That's Folding uh, Ampersand, not Ampersand. Ampersand is a difference. Is that ampersand? Is that what that's called? When you do GNA podcast at the at the ampersand, is that what's called? Uh, Am I asking the wrong group of this question? You might be asking the wrong group. Yeah, I, I, I call it the at symbol. All the right. An, the ampersand is the and symbol. Okay. Yeah. So at symbol home. And you'll find it. You can look into it yourself or you can donate it. Um, again, I'd be concerned about security um, problems, especially since, you know, leaks and the like have been happening. Um, speaking of horrible segues, because we just talked about that, um, how do you guys feel about a glow in the dark uh, <laughs> spiced rum? Well, you want to be glow in the dark. Um, if it tastes good, I guess okay. But I don't know. I I I don't understand why people have such a fixation over, um, like those kind of dyes in food. When some of those dyes, like uh, the first strain of the inks that they use for glow-in-the-dark uh, tattoos were linked to cancer. Like, I don't know, drinking alcohol that glows in the dark for some reason says cancer causing materials more so than any other stuff in your life. I'm curious how young of an audience they're trying to target because they, they want to captivate a younger audience. Well, uh, this is a UK brand of of um, you know rum, so I can understand there might be a, a lower drinking age, but uh, you can't get that much lower in, in the United States if they're importing it over here. I mean, twenty one. I don't think twenty one year olds would be explicitly going for uh, glow in the dark rum. They'd be looking for whatever's cheapest at this point. Yeah, it's a uh, it's the number one rum that they have in UK, reportedly according to. Uh, the dot com, 
So brand consistency. Inspired by Caribbean folklore, the Dubby Share age design tells the story of Dubbies emerging at night to steal the best rum from each barrel as it ages. The Dubby Share goes a step further in depicting the Dubby dancing as it enjoys the rum, placing placed fronts of a pack. The illustrative design brings an instant shelf stand out and tells the brand story building heritage in a clear and immediate way. So, from what I can tell, you don't actually have a glass that glows in the dark. Um, blah, blah, blah. So it's a bottle label. That's it. So, what? That's it? Just yeah, the label? Man, it's just the label. Oh. I, I, I thought Rip. You, yeah, because I, I, I was like, all right, so they showed, they showed the, the bottles. Like, all right, cool, show me the glass that's glowing in the dark. Nope, it's the label itself. Once again, that looks like it's clickbait. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, glow in the dark, spiced rum, there is a vodka coming out of Chernobyl now. That's actually supposed to be pretty damn good. But because it's Chernobyl, um, yeah, no, no thank you. Yeah, that's uh, but they only made one. That's it, just one bottle. They did not make any others. So, Lord knows how much that one would cost. It's probably some collector's item at some point. But um, this would have been a better article to go with next. Um, so I know some of us have been a little annoyed about certain things like. It's only on the Epic Store. You can't buy it on Steam, or it's only gonna. It's not coming out on console, PC. It's only coming out on console, and then eventually PC. But Epic is wholeheartedly supporting GE Force, and so apparently, uh, G Force, not GE Force, G Force. All right, G Force, whatever. Uh, I wasn't sure how to go with that, so I did the pause, and I shouldn't have gone with the pause, folks. (laughs) So, Activision Blizzard, Bethesda 2K, and Indie Studios Hinterland have all pulled games from NVIDIA's streaming service, GeForce Now, since it left beta and added a paid tier for subscribers. Epic is one company that won't be joining them as CEO Tim Sweeney stated in a tweet and they said we are wholeheartedly supporting nvidia's geforce now uh, service with fortnite and epic game store titles that choose to participate we will be improving the integration over time so how do you guys feel about this i'm not a fan of epic really so i haven't really paid attention to them in god when did they launch their uh their launcher service. Oh, it was years <laughs> ago. last year, I think. Yeah. At least that's when I remember hearing about it. I, I think it's been about two years, roughly two years, Give that I've really paid any attention to Epic. I mean, to me, them playing the games that they do uh, as the corporate entity that they are is really shady and doesn't sit well with me, so... I abstain from anything epic, really. 
So I, I don't personally have anything against it. Uh, I don't have any bias towards or against Epic. Uh, I'll play a game regardless of platform. Honestly, they all do it. They all have their backdoor deals. Epic is just the most open about it at this point. Um, and my understanding from what I've discussed with uh, Cecil and others on, on our Discord, I don't see why developers are choosing to pull out of the GeForce Now uh, you know, system. It, they're not losing any money out of the bottom line. You know, it's just giving gamers the alternative to stream their games um, from the GeForce software. So it's just a competitor to um, Stadia, I think. Well, how I think they're, they're losing, and this is just my, how I would understand it. So I have a billboard and it advertises something. And the billboard is displayed in a room. And to get into the room, you have to have a key get the key you have to pay to have the key so i'm advertising or i'm giving you a chance to see my product in a room that's only accessible to you if you have the key but the with, key with things that games that we already own or like services like steam where i'm not charging or being charged by steam to download games i'm only being charged to buy the game now steam probably takes their cut from whatever and that's how they do it, but I'm if I don't touch the games, which you know that tend to happen a lot with my Steam games, I'm not paying Steam a fee to continue accessing a launcher to play those games. You know, independent studios don't necessarily have launchers for their games, which uh, I kind of don't understand because having played games on a floppy disk, I don't know why you need a launcher. I would have thought that'd been integral. Your game can launch itself. I mean, um, it's, Hold on. To me, launchers are just like uh, a large key ring that holds all your key information saying, hey, you have a right to play this game. Okay, so I don't have to keep typing in the code and it helps protect and licensing has gotten a lot harder and stricter in the years since floppy disk. So with with GeForce Now and how and how um it was explained to me is that GeForce Now simply piggybacks off of Steam. You're not you're not losing any advertising. It's just uh, running games off of the Steam platform to then uh, run the uh, the games on uh, GeForce Now's uh, hardware, and then it redirects it back to your computer. So everything is still going through Steam. So like it's no different than me picking. Up so a it's title. just like a link, like the Steam yeah. link. It's redirecting. That, that's all it's doing. As far as my my understanding is, and I could be incorrect, but that's what I've uh, gathered from from discussions previously. And if that is true, then I'd, I'd ask the question: Why do you need to pay for something like that? So my assumption, and maybe a, a developer would like to point out more you know, behind the scenes information on this, is that are you or do they just want to make more money off of selling an extra title to uh, to another consumer so are they trying to force consumers to purchase a second title on GeForce Now is that what they're trying to do um, because i don't see why this is going to hurt anyone's business in any other sense other than that i mean for myself i have many different uh pieces of technology that allow me to use games in an unintended manner like all my consoles aren't intended to be played through my pc 
but I have my Elgato, I have my Aver Media, and I have my um, Prox Hub, uh, and they all put my consoles through my computer so that I can stream them. I have basically no license for it in that manner, but I can still do it, and I'm not getting charged any extra for it. My streams aren't getting canceled. I don't understand why to use something like a Steam Link, a company says, hey, you know, you're you're shooting this game off to another system of viewing. You have to pay us. Because to us, that's that's you having a second game. I don't understand it. Yeah, and I know with um, The Division 2, you can launch it on your PC through Uplay's launcher. Uh, there's some issues. Cecil's said that, you know, the NVIDIA launcher is sometimes cleaner, sometimes better performance, uh, better graphics. So I guess that's where you could get a benefit. That just came to me right now, but eh, I don't know if I want to pay for that kind of service if I've already owned the game. Like, you know, why would I pay something else? I mean, I guess if it's a cloud and I could pull it anywhere else in the world on a different computer, then sure, I guess that's a service. Uh, but uh, Steam already offers that with a lot of their yeah. games. You could go to any computer, log into your account, download a game, and if you backed up with the cloud, your save file's right there. That's true, Joe. Yep. And I think Uplay's the same way. I haven't tested Uplay out, but I know yeah, it is. does. I, I can do it with uh, my uh, South Park games and uh, my Assassin's Creed games. Actually, every, I, every modern uh, developer uh, or launcher supports the ability to uh, play your games from any location. The, the only thing it's tied to is your account at this point. Like, there's no limitation there. Well, then I guess I don't know why people are getting so... They're pulling it. Maybe they don't want to be associated with this. That could be what it is. So, oh, here we go. Why developers have pulled their games? NVIDIA didn't ask our permission to put the game on the platform, so we asked them to remove it, tweeted Long Dark Developer. Um, devs should control where the game exists. Um, NVIDIA definitely didn't have agreements in place with publishers like Activision, but the publisher's stance changed when GeForce now left its free beta. Publishers seemingly saw things differently when paid subscription tier was added. When Activision Blizzard's games were removed from GeForce Now, NVIDIA told Bloomberg Activision Blizzard um, has been a fantastic partner during the Now beta, which we took to include free trial periods for our founding members. Recognizing the misunderstanding, we removed their games from our service. So maybe they have to pay them. Zyber? Um, Co is first. Go ahead, Co. This is all about money. It's all it was. Yeah. It's entirely about money. Yep, because when they're going at it free, there was no issue. But once they added a pay membership, there's issue. Yeah. <laughs> money. They wanted to cut. Give me your money. That's all it was. Yeah, that makes sense. You mean you work hard for something and someone else is going to make a profit off of it? I mean, 
I'm sure there was some. But sort the thing of is, no one's making a profit off of these developer games. Uh, it's it's allowing you to stream from one service to another service. It, it's a hub. You're paying for hub use. Uh, you're paying for abuse. Yes, you're paying for abuse. You're paying for hub use. You're using a hub to launch somewhere else. You're not paying for the game. You have to own the game. You're just paying to be able to cast to another area. That's the way it uh, seems to me. Okay. And NVIDIA offers a streaming service where you can stream your video games to the internet. Supposedly. I haven't messed with that one. Really? I've <laughs> mostly messed with Discord, Twitch, and Mixer. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's no reason that they, they they did that. They pulled out because it was free, but now that they're tacking on a subscription, uh, the developers want a part of that subscription, so they, they're dipping back in to say, hey, look, you know, you set up a contract, you now you can play The Witcher. I'm not saying that they pulled out or anything, but, you know, just using it as an example, now the, you know, say CD Projekt Red, for example, is uh, getting a cut of that subscription. That's all it is. The Witcher did not pull out. The Witcher is genetically modified to not reproduce, so the Witcher has no need to pull out. <laughs> I just had to add that in there. All right, so let's get into um, an, our last article of this evening that uh, I, I think for some reason, I, I, I can't understand why there's some sort of craze on GNA podcast that involves tiny things and paint and for some reason there's two people here on this show with me and they're interested in this stuff but uh, I don't know, these nerds are something interested in WizKid unveils more monsters for the next Dungeons and Dragons Nolzer's Marvelous Miniature Wave I probably butchered that y'all can tell me that so nerds what do you got the Nolzer line is a line that I really like. I love the minis. Uh, the uh, deep cuts and uh, HD minis, love them. And when I came across this article, I got really excited because of some of the uh, minis. Actually, I like all of them, but some of them more than others. Um, yeah, I, I just love painting these things. And... For instance, uh, they are releasing a Bone Naga, a Cloaker, Venom Trolls, Ragged, uh, Raging Trolls, uh, Hook Horror, Gorgon, and Manacore. I, I'm really excited to see what they have uh, for the Manacore Mini, um, along with the uh, Bone Naga. Out of all of them, those are the two that I, I can't wait to see. But I am going to end up buying probably all of them. And they are keeping the same price point that they do have right now, which is $7.99 uh, excuse me, $7.99 to $14.99, which is awesome. That's not a bad price for some molded plastic. So when you say deep cut, do you mean that there's more detail to it? Or is that just a brand or... Uh, there, there's a little more detail, uh, not as much as the HD, um, but there is a significant more detail. 
uh, way more detail than what you get out of some competitors. And and do you use these things, or are they just on display? Um. Well, if I send them to Cecil, uh, they do get used. Uh, Co was part of one session where a mini was used, um, but. For myself, I paint them, I display them, I use them, multifunctional. So, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's pretty interesting. Some of the models uh, do look pretty nice. I kind of would like to spend a little bit more for a more premium model. Uh, I, but overall, I mean, it'd be a nice little uh, side project to, to paint these things. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting anything like you would from a, a workshop uh, who does the um, uh, Warcraft, primarily Warcraft miniatures. Um, yeah, uh, Workshop does do some uh, D&D. They were actually the first commissioned uh, um, organization to work on the D&D miniatures when they first got started but then they decided to go off on their own shoot and make warhammer okay so what do you guys have as far as advice goes for someone who's like i've never done any of this before what's a starting point i i don't Yeah, miniatures <laughs> miniatures are very expensive. Um, if you are willing to fork over the money, um, I would say do something basic. And I think that the you know this brand WizKids is kind of a, the more basic introductory level kind of models. Actually, actually, Reaper would be the more uh, cost effective and introductory for anyone starting. Um, one because Reaper models do not have as much detail. Um, plus with them ranging from 50 cents to about like 10 bucks for some of their more expensive models, uh, you can get quite a few and get some practice in and then jump up to something like the whiz kids. And if that's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really nailing that. And I want to get a little more challenging. Then you could jump to something like workshop, which has insane detail. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad to know that you guys have found your Zen or yoga moments with these painting things. I'm assuming they're relaxing. I mean, oh yeah, it's very relaxing. I turn on some tunes or an audio book, and get the painting. It's great. Nice. I uh, I've never been much for a painter. I've always liked mine stuff coming in as it's supposed to be. I've done models before, um, you know, super glue and, uh, not super glue, sorry, uh, modeler's glue, painting the stuff on and attaching uh, the pieces. Squirting modeler's glue in a paper bag doesn't count. And that is not what I'm talking about. I did Gundam wing models. and then Oh, I... so that's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> yeah, something like that back in the 90s. And then I think I also did a jet plane. I might have gotten that as a gift or something, and I ended up putting it together. wasn't a lot of detail to it. Some of it was snap, but uh, yeah, those models were uh, they were fun. 
painting wise, I I've never very I never really envisioned myself as an artist. Um, you know, it's that curse, you know, you don't think you're good enough, so you don't do it. Um, and so I never really ventured into it, but I remember having a few colors and painting a couple things, but yeah, that stuff starts to add up paint brushes. Yeah. I'd say if you're going for like Reaper or even this, like I would do, uh, maybe one or two models, you know, say anywhere between like a, you know, a few bucks versus, you know, 20 bucks. And then, you know, buy some paints. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go over the top. Um, kind of base colors and maybe a second layer if you're feeling um, uh, the, the need for a little more depth. And then, honestly, uh, if you're looking at, you know, Games Workshop, I would avoid the Citadel paintbrushes. I think they're way too expensive. And the quality, honestly, I went, or, to, yeah. I went to like Michael's, for example, and I picked up a $5 set of paintbrushes. And because they're stiffer, I have more control over them. And uh, I, I enjoy those more because they keep the tip longer and uh, they paint easier for me. I will confirm. I spent $50 on a professional paintbrush set. And I went to Michael's and I spent six ninety nine on a cheapo paintbrush set. Guess which paintbrush set I'm using? Michael's. Absolutely. Using the Michael set. The expensive paintbrush set just sits there. Every once in a while, I'll pull a brush out because it has a very sharp tip. And I'll attempt to do eyes. But that's about it. That's all I ever use it for. Yeah, like the only the only really expensive paintbrush I will purchase is one with a, the ultra-fine tip. Like something that's a, for eyes. And as you said, other than that, I won't use it. I won't use any other brush. So what are you using for... So so your models are, what, the size of my hand? Uh, no. No. Small, smaller? Smaller. About the uh, size of a 50-cent piece sometimes, if not smaller. Some of the models that I do are the size of a penny okay. or a dime. Now, I will say that I do, I've do. i done quite a few HQ pieces or the, the, the leaders of uh, uh, a faction called the Chaos Marines for Warhammer 40K. So I would say if you bulge up your fist, it would be roughly the same size with um, Abaddon, uh, the Defiler, or the, the one I'm still working on, kind of slacked on the past few months, <coughs> was uh, the Vex Machinator that I'm uh, working on. And that one's about the same, uh, a little bit larger than that, but it's a mount plus a, a unit on top of it. So what uh, what size brushes do you guys go with, like tips and stuff for these tiny models? Just as a recommendation to someone who wants to wants to get started off, what do they need to get in their paintbrush set, or what set? You know, is there a different six ninety nine and set that they have in Michaels that you don't want to get? It depends on the uh, the area you want to cover and how fine the detail is. I would get a a general range from a a very small size. I don't know the exact names or the the sizes for paintbrushes, but I would get a relatively large one for base painting, so it's quicker. Uh, and then I would use um, moderately smaller ones for uh, any layers. And then I would sit there and work down uh, to smaller and smaller brush sizes for finer details. 
Yeah, I would say uh, the set that I got goes from uh, 0.1 to uh, 10. Um, I would say get that set. It has a nice broad range for doing miniatures. Um, it has a nice little uh, fat brush in there that you could use for uh, dry brushing. So it, the, the set covers a wide spectrum of how deep you want to get into your detail. It's worth it, I guess. Um, but yeah, speaking of size, I guess uh, the biggest I've done is probably the Frost Giant, which again, like Co said, is about the size of your fist balled up. Awesome. And this has been a great introductory lesson into the joy of model painting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, my lovely painters, uh, can you tell them where the audience can find you for more painting tips and guidance? Zyber. Well, if you're so inclined to hunt me down and uh, stalk me like a stalker usually does, which I've never had a stalker. I don't know why I would want one. Maybe for the attention. I don't know. But if you are so inclined, you can find me hanging around on the GNA, Twitter, Facebook, Discord, um, as well as my own Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Zyberblood. All I have to do is put in at Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D, and you would be able to find me. And Co, where can the lovely people find you? You can find me on the GNA Podcast Discord, or you can go to twitch.tv forward slash CS Experiment um, and see me if I'm streaming occasionally there. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful episode of the Joys of Miniature... <clears throat> I'm sorry, the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45 and you can find me on Twitter at BlueShark45. You can find me on our Discord, uh, Blue Shark 45 as well as you can find me on various other Discords. But you really want to know where to find us. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on our website, uh, gnapodcast.com, uh, where you can listen to our episodes. You can also check out some other stuff we got on there, like photos from meetups that we've done in the past with friends. You can also go over to Twitter, at gnapodcast.com, and if you check out our pinned tweet there, you can join our Discord through the link that's posted there, where you can come and listen to painting tips, show off your work, your photography, ask questions about just about anything, and uh, get involved in a rather, for rather diverse set of conversations about things from PCs to modeling to photography to movies and the like um speaking of movies we just this past weekend had a horror movie night uh it's hosted by our one and only Zyberblood, and it is hosted on our cast is hosted on our channel on cast.gg and uh Zyber, have we picked out our movies for next month Uh, we have. Uh, they're up on the calendar. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the second Saturday of every month, and it starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. Starts at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and uh, 
we host the weekend before that, a game show night hosted on our Mixer channel where you can check out the GNA podcast and mixer.com slash GNA podcast where we get together with you, the audience, and we play Jackbox games together. And you have the, the chance of actually winning a game when you play with us. Uh, we also do a weekly anime night uh, hosted on our cast channel, cast.gg. And uh, we are currently watching Demon Slayer. And uh, we're about... I think we're about a third of the way through it at this point. We do that every Wednesday night at uh, 1930 Eastern Standard Time. And you can join us there for free and watch with us. Um, We also have a very interesting proposition for you. We do this thing where we're partnered with this company and you do this stuff and it's good because it helps out other stuff and other things. And if I want to be more descriptive, I think I'm going to have to ask one of my fellow co-hosts, Zyber, you want to tell the lovely people about this company called Humble Bundle? Well, Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service where you purchase games, but with a twist. Uh, that twist being, you can denote, uh, denote, <laughs> you can donate the entire uh, thing to charity, which we at uh, GNA. Sorry for that pause. Um, little little brain fart there. We here at GNA, uh, we support uh, Extra Life. So if you want to uh, get one of those bundles that they have or just games, make sure that you put at the end of the humble link, question mark, partner equals GNA podcast. And then once you get your games all set up and you go to purchase, go all the way down to the bottom. There's a little drop down there. And we want you to take the GNA slider, go all the way to zero and put the rest to either the developers, charity, or humble themselves, throw them a little bit maybe. Um, It just helps them know that our partnership is making a difference. Yes, and once again, Cecil's not here, so we don't have those numbers. But uh, if you're interested, keep buying games to there. Well, um, one of our our members said that they did just recently drop about 70 bucks on Humble, so I guess it's somewhere around 70 bucks. 70 bucks in games probably, but more like yeah, some amount towards the charity. But the charity goes towards Extra Life, um, which for those of you who don't know, um, Extra Life helps support children's hospitals uh, that are part of the Children's Miracle Network. And uh, this help pays for medical procedures and outpatient treatment for People who have children who are in need of care and do not have the financial means to necessarily pay for said care. So be sure to check out if you can buy your game, maybe through there for your Steam game, your, you know, you play game, what, Nintendo game, and heck, maybe they even have Xbox on there. I have not tried that one yet, though. But yeah, just make sure you go ahead and throw that on there. And uh, ladies and gentlemen... We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Oh, one more thing before you uh, you close out. This year on Humble, I already have my thing all set up. I'm going to do a 24-hour stream of painting. All right, there we go. Miniatures, yeah. 
This year is going to be miniatures, nothing but miniatures, that whole 24 hours. It'd be nice to see that. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if you can actually keep the, your level of detail up. Challenge. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. be sure to check out Zyber this year for Extra Life, right? That's your donate during the Extra Life 24 hour event. Oh, yes. yeah. So, that's the first weekend of November. So, it's probably like the third, the fourth, or the fifth, somewhere around there. It's a Saturday. They start at midnight and they go until midnight. 24 hours gaming, raising money. Be sure to check out Zyber Blood. Um, <clears throat> we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We really, really would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast delivery service you use because it helps other people like you find the GNA podcast. So you're wondering, I've listened to this show through my friend's car stereo on our way to work, and I'm wondering, how can I find this wonderful podcast? Well, you're in luck because I'm going to tell you that you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Google Play, you can find us on Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and you can also find us on a web browser. Just look up GNAPodcast.com and you can listen to us there. <clears throat> Please send in all questions, comments, and hate mail. To GNA podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one. And for those of you who have maybe been sending it to the wrong email, it's G N A I N U O U R D N A dot com. No, dot one. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Dot one. Not calm. See, see, what? that's why they're sending all the mail to the wrong area. You're yeah. giving it a yeah, dot well, com and well, it's know, a dot I'd, one. Yeah, I was thinking people were sending it to in instead of I in, you know, whatever. But we'd love to get your email. We haven't gotten one since I think this podcast hasn't gotten one since I wrote one before I was even a host. So that's oh no, been... we we get plenty of mail, but it's from like some Saudi prince or yeah. Nigerian warlord or whatever. Yeah, those don't count. I want real thought-provoking emails or questions or go screw yourself. You guys know nothing about what you're talking about. You're horrible and you should not be doing a podcast. I'd love to get one of those. Be nice. Or you can just join our Discord server and, you know, add questions to our ass your questions. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. Uh, to our ass your questions channel. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to the end of this podcast and listening to this. And I'd like to thank my fellow co-hosts this evening for joining me, Zyber and Co. Thank you for coming out and joining me on this No problem, Sunday. man. Yeah, it's all good. good. It's all good. And you, the lovely viewers, listeners, this isn't live and you can't actually see us and I'm rambling again because I'm nervous and I'm making mistakes. Oh, my God. Y'all have a good night. Have a good night. Absolutely. Absolutely.